Have you ever heard the term cultural Marxism? Well, if you've been listening to my show for more than five minutes, you've probably heard it at least once over the years. I'm very blessed today to have Dick Hawkins in the studio here in Vancouver, all the way from South Carolina. Dick has a passion to teach the rising generation about why worldview matters. He was born in 1949 and raised in the Santa Monica area of California, earned his bachelor's degree in engineering and a master's in business administration. He's been in the Air Force, 20 years of service to our country between the Air Force and uh, the National Guard. And now he is talking to parents about worldview and why it matters that we understand what's in our public schools. It's going to be a great conversation about Marxism and the culture. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, thank you guys for tuning in today. As always, if you want more information on the guests at the show, you can simply go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. Without further ado, I want to welcome Dick Hawkins to the podcast. Hi, my friend. Thank you for coming. Well, thank you, Heidi. It's a pleasure being here with you. So you're here from South Carolina. What's your impression? So far, so good. You're here at the Homeschool Resource Center. Oh, this is a fantastic facility. I have never seen anything like this as far as a homeschool operation goes, but we it, hear that you, a lot. you've done a wonderful job here. Thank you. Well, we're, we're very, uh, it's exciting. And I think what's really exciting when you can look out the windows of the studios and you see parents engaging with their kids, whether it's teaching them ceramics or they're in a woodworking studio. If you go to the left, there's a dance studio. If you go upstairs, they're learning the constitution and studying about science from a biblical worldview. Uh, education matters to God. It's very important what happens with our children because God's heart is for children. That's right. And he's given parents a responsibility to teach children uh, right from wrong. And boy, they're being, they're being attacked at every uh, level right now. You have a keen interest in helping uh, people understand different points of view, different worldviews that people, a worldview being a lens in which you view the world. That's right. So if I view, you know, I, I am a, a born again Christian. So everything that I look at is going to be through the lens of scripture. What would God want me to do? What would he want me to say? How do you want me to act? What does God's word say about any given thing? I'm going to want to know. But there are lots of different worldviews that I think are in our culture, particularly in the schools right now, that parents don't realize we're there. And you've been putting quite a bit of work into this. So I want to jump into it. Uh, and I'm looking at a chart, which I'll link back to with your permission Yeah. Okay. in in the show notes today, a worldview chart that, that you have created. And you list several different worldviews, the first one being the Judeo-Christian worldview, which is what our country, frankly, was founded on. And now we've, who knows? I mean, we're so far away from that. Secular humanism, uh, political correctness, which you've written quite a bit about, yes. which is also known as cultural, cultural Marxism, Marxism. Uh, Marxism itself. And the technocracy, how do you say this? Technocracy. Technocracy, which is Agenda 21. I've talked about this on the show, Agenda 2030, the Great Reset, uh, the Green New Deal. Right. Garbage. And then finally, Islam, which is also huge in the culture right now. Uh, Let's focus today, for the sake of time, on cultural Marxism and political, otherwise known as political correctness in the culture. Why is this so? Give us a little bit of history and walk, walk us forward in it. Okay, well, uh, supposedly, as Marx had uh, theorized, uh, the revolution into Marxism should have all been automatic. But once it, uh, it occurred in Russia, they attempted to spread Marxism through the surrounding European countries, 
and the population of those surrounding com- countries rejected the revolution to Marxism. So there was a group of German communists that got together. They started what's called the Frankfurt School. And in that Frankfurt School, using Antonio Gramsci's model, they decided that they needed to take a look rather than uh, promoting Marxism on revolution, they would do it on an evolutionary scale, a slow scale. Um, many of you may have heard the slow march through the institutions. This is the Communist Manifesto. So much of what uh, you're talking about, you know, if they're gonna, the way to win the culture is to do this slow march through our institutions, correct? Correct. And in the Communist Manifesto, Marx focused very strongly on economics. Yep. And what the uh, Frankfurt School focused on was the whole culture. You needed to focus on changing every aspect of the Western civilization culture, which is the family, the church, ding, uh, commerce, ding, ding, ding. the state. Ding. They needed to go and destroy each one of those institutions. Slowly. Uh, totally. Yeah. Uh, but incrementally. That's where critical theory comes in at. And they were uh, incremental destruction of the family, incremental destruction of capitalism, incremental destruction of the church. And uh, this incremental process is a transitional world, makes it a transitional worldview. It was progressing through. Once they met one target, which was a small increment, then they would have to uh, invent another tar- target. So they're continuing to destroy, such as the family. So they destroyed the family through various means, the feminist movement, uh, child sex movement, uh, um, tearing down the authority of the male. And uh, it, so they were just tearing the family apart piece by piece. And that's critical theory, ter- tearing each part apart of the family apart. Mm -hmm. And uh, And we saw this even in our uh, comedies, right? Uh, In the 80s and the 90s, in the 70s, actually, who was the butt of all the jokes? Who was the dingus in the family? It was the father. father. Yeah. And in the 50s, the father was the hero Mm -hmm. in charge of the family. Yeah, we remember father knows best. Yeah, leave it to Beaver. Yeah, leave it to Beaver, right. Uh, So this uh, this is all cultural Marxism is to destroy the individual institutions within Western civilization. The goal is to destroy Western civilization. That will open the door then for Marxism. Their goal at the time was pure Marxism. But recently, the goal has become a more of a technocracy, which is a, uh, a version of Marxism, but it's uh, more into a scientific AI, artificial intelligence, which also causes a need to depopulate the mm-hmm. world. And so that's where a lot of the um, movement is going towards now, as you take a look at the World Economic Forum and mm-hmm. yeah, United what's Nations happening in jobs. They're not even hiding it. I reported on uh, the last uh, World Economic Forum, which just took place, right? And we listen to these people, and they're not hiding. No, no. They're disdained for humanity. That's right. Yeah. It, 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 it is pure 
pure evil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. And that when you talk about Marxism, because I want to just kind of, I want to close this, the, the gap a little bit. You know, Marxism is where we get, you know, globalism and uh, the communistic view of, of the way that we live in community with each other, socialism, right? And now we're, our, our kids have been taught that socialism is good and capitalism is bad. Right. And we're watching a push to remove uh, homeowners, right? They want to they see us in high-rise apartments and they don't want us to own anything. And who was it, Klaus Schwab, who said, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Exactly. Right? Uh, these people are evil in, in so many regards. And out of that has been birthed this cultural Marxism, right? Cancel culture and our uh, and, and critical theory and comprehensive sex education, which comes from Alfred Kinsey. It's directly uh, correlated to this guy and his crazy uh, philosophy of children and sexuality and how they go together. And we really are uh, a swimming in a very dangerous uh, time right now where you see political correctness is everywhere. And if you go if you stray too far, I know because I've had my show uh, taken down off of YouTube. I've been banned off of uh, off of Facebook. I've had my posts taken down off of Instagram. This is not First Amendment freedom. This is not the freedom uh, of thought that has been so um, important to American history up until this point. What is the what is the the dangerous ideology behind political correctness? It's a totalitarian system. It's a it's a dictatorship. It's top down, where from Western civilization it was bottom up. It was we the people. We were the sovereigns. We were designed to be the sovereigns of the mm-hmm. nation, mm-hmm. and the politicians and bureaucrats that are in the uh, the governmental system are the servants. That's why they called them civil servants, and that's totally been flipped around. Now they we got have- career politicians. The career politicians and the sir and the bureaucrats have become the masters. We have become the slaves, and we're getting more enslaved as time goes on. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Which is why Mark Meckler was just on my show a couple of days ago talking about Convention of States and Article 5 and the wisdom of the Founding Fathers who said there could very well come a time when the government bureaucracy uh, goes out, so grows rather, outside of the boundaries that the Founding Fathers set for it in the first place, recognizing that power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And so here we are. That's right. Yeah, they've already gone well beyond what the design was. And we're no longer a constitutional republic. That's right. We have become an oligarchy. And uh, Define we... oligarchy for, for people who are listening. I heard that word on, you know, <laughs> whatever news the other day. I heard it on OAN. What's that mean? It means ruled by the few. There's a few at the top that are ruling mm-hmm. what goes on. And the deep state, we talked about this, my husband and I in the car the other day because of a phone call that I got. And I'm starting to, I mean, slowly but surely, I think a lot of people are going, oh, when you say deep state, you're talking about. Uh, Father Fauci, the high priest of the Branch Covidians, a deep state 
uh, ruler is someone who wasn't elected by the people. These are not people that we have entrusted with our government. We don't want them making decisions for us. And yet people like Fauci get into positions of authority. We pay them hundreds of thousands of dollars to make the rules that are then enforced by those who are ruling uh, over us That's right. in government positions. And he was, In fact, he was the highest paid federal agent in history. It's sickening. It's it is sickening. Very and he's sickening. a criminal. I, 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 I keep telling people on the show, I hope that there's the equivalent of the Nuremberg trials when this is all over because yes. I see this man as a criminal. Yes. And, uh, but talking about the deep state, you have the FBI yeah. that's out of control. You have the CIA that's out of control. Didn't the FBI, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't the FBI just, uh, a memorandum was discovered the other day, just recently, within the last week, that they're going after now. They're opening the door to to literally go after Christians. So based on your worldview, based on your, they're going for sure, they're starting with the Latin mass, right? Yes. Because now these guys are somehow scary. Right. Because they're a threat to the country. You know, the Latin mass, they got to go after these guys. Well, the, this memo was discovered uh, and, and the FBI copped to it. They were like, hey, we wrote that, but we didn't mean it, which is a lie. They right. did mean it. We didn't mean it, but it's opening the door for the persecution of Christians right here in the United States. Right. In fact, they got that from the Southern Poverty Law Center. They did. I saw that's right, which is a wicked, evil institution. That's right. The Southern Poverty Law Center. Run right. for your life. Yeah. But you have the Department of Homeland Security, yeah. uh, CIA, yeah. FBI, Department of Education. Department all of Justice. Yeah. Yeah. They're all running wild yeah. and out of control. How do we fix it? So, I mean, I guess this is where kind of where we were the other day when you and I were talking about, you know, vouchers in the public school system. You know, I, I I want to bring, infuse some hope in people who are listening. I know that I was talking to a group of young people the other day, probably, you know, these were young people. And by that, I mean, 18, 19, 20, 21. And one of them said in the middle of my talk, and I was talking about cancel culture and the insidious nature of the mainstream media and what's happening to voices like mine who dissent from the approved narrative. And this young, uh, this young woman said to me, it's so depressing to listen to you because you're talking about things that I feel like I have no control over. I, I can't do anything about it. Um, like what can, what can uh, Dick, what can you and I do about the fact that the president of the United States is clearly mentally unfit? He's mentally unwell. There's nothing that we can do. What, well, are, what can we do? Um, we do not have that direct control. That's right. And thank goodness we don't have that mm. direct control. But we also have to reflect on what has happened over the last 170 years. Yeah. And if we reflect that it's taken 170 years to get to where we are. It's going to take a while to turn it around. It's going to take a while to turn it around. And the only thing that we can do is to grow more like Christ, sanctify ourselves more like Christ, focus on understanding, developing a strong biblical worldview. You will be gifted, you'll understand your gifts to stand for truth and to work for truth. And that is the only way that we can glorify God. And that's our number one goal. Whether or not this nation stands or can be reformed back to what it was, that's not our role. Our role is to attempt to do that in the most godly fashion we can 
to glorify God, but it's up to, uh, then it'll be up to the Holy Spirit Mm. to do his work on turning hearts around, if that is in the long-range plan of things. Yeah, it takes the pressure, I think, off uh, off of listeners, especially to feel like this is on me. It's not on you. It's on the Lord. And not all of us are called to be on the front lines of the culture war, but we are all called to tell the truth. That's right. In every sphere of influence, wherever God calls us. So if that's you and your sphere of influence is your husband and your children or your wife and your family, then tell the truth there. Yeah. And don't live by lies. I had Rod Dreher on the show uh, a, a couple of times, and we went through his book, Live Not By Lies. And, and that was really the point of what he was saying. We have to commit to not live by lies. And that means as soon, as soon as you realize something's wrong with the mask, tell the truth. As soon as you realize something's wrong in the schools, you begin to tell the truth wherever, wherever God gives you influence. Right. Uh, I'd also add that uh, our role is to help change hearts and minds of people. Mm. The stronger, the more powerful the population comes in a biblical worldview, the more people come to a biblical worldview the better chance there is to getting uh, our civil government back to what God has designed it to be to begin with. And we're back to education. And we're back to education. We're into discipleship. We're into witnessing, making disciples, and teaching them everything Christ has commanded. That's from Genesis to Revelation. And that is developing a full or biblical worldview. Yeah. You've written some things. Um, I'm looking at this is fantastic. Political correctness, a deceptive and dangerous worldview. Is this available? Can people uh, get their hands on this? Yes, Heidi. It's available at nehemiahinstitute.com. You could also find it at amazon.com. I would prefer them going to Nehemiah Institute, a Christian uh, association there versus Amazon. But you could get it through either one of those two sources. This is great. I'm going to just read a little bit off of the the back of this. What does the book have to do with believers? My answer is everything. Political correctness is an innocent sounding term used for a tyrannical worldview called by various names such as neo-Marxism, transitional Marxism, and culture Marxism. This worldview is pervasive in our homes, in many churches, in most of our media, in K through 12 education, in business, actually K through 20, so you're talking about college, in business, and the local, state, and national governments, it constitutes a vicious spiritual war that few believers have been prepared to fight. This book provides the historical background of the political correctness of our day and provides the armor for you to contend for truth and stand against the schemes of the devil. Fantastic book, uh, Political Correctness, A Deceptive and Dangerous Worldview. I'll link back to how listeners can get that in the show notes today. Also, you've got some other things here, uh, a, a booklet on vouchers, shekels with shackles, <laughs> yes. uh, which is, uh, there's no better term for it. You know, uh, with shekels come shackles and obviously the state of the American church, which we didn't even touch today. And my husband was a pastor for 20 years. So I'm sure you and I could kibitz forever about that, but I know you have to jump and I appreciate you coming here. And I hope that you'll come back on the show. I'm assuming next time you're on the show, you won't be in the studio. It'll probably be, <laughs> probably be on video, <laughs> but uh, I appreciate it. Where can people find you online? They could find me best at ChristEDU.org, Christian Education Initiative. I love that. Uh, Dick Hawkins, just been a pleasure to have you. Thank you for what you're doing, trying to educate people about what's happening in the culture so that we can armor up and be successful 
wherever God calls us. I appreciate you coming on the show. Well, thank you so much. It's been a great pleasure. For more information on today's guest, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. You guys, we appreciate you listening. As always, please leave reviews for the show. And if you've got questions for me, uh, you can shoot them to me at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. Have a great day, everyone. I'll see you back here again at the intersection of faith and culture. Thank you.